Hi, and welcome to the Win-Win Podcast. I am your host, Shauna Samelon. Join us as we dive into changing trends in the workplace and how to navigate them successfully. A report found that 71% of businesses say that measuring productivity is important, but more than half of the C-suite respondents believe that this is a difficult thing to measure. So how can enablement help teams maximize productivity, especially at a global scale? Here to discuss this topic is Andy Champion, the Vice President and General Manager of EMEA and ANZ here at Highspot. Thanks for joining us, Andy. I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and your role here at Highspot. Lovely to be here with you. Thank you so much. So as you said, my name is Andy Champion. I lead Highspot's business outside of North America. And just for a bit of context right now, that's uh, just over 100 people. And for us, we have offices in Paris, in Munich, in London and in Sydney, as well as obviously our presence uh, across North America. Um, I have been in technology sales now. I was counting up just before we met today, just short of 25 years. I promise you, uh, if you could see a picture of me right now, you would see my lack of hair. And, I, and I've also got a few scars to show for it as well. I've lived through the MarTech revolution and uh, more recently, the exciting evolution of sales technology. Most of my experiences, you can probably tell from my accent, is in Europe, uh, the Middle East and Africa, and I've led teams of various sizes in various markets. That's my expertise. I've been fortunate enough in recent months to take on my next challenge, and that's been opening our office uh, in Sydney. So I'm now getting exposure to the APAC region, which is pretty exciting. Now, I've been an ADR, BDR, SDR, so I've had to drive demand. Um, I've been AE, I've been a first line manager, uh, and then worked my way up to my current position where uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a remit across uh, the broader go-to-market business, looking at our strategy as well as day-to-day responsibility for the execution. And then slightly unusual fact about me, um, I came into uh, my career in sales uh, through a a fairly non-traditional background. I started out in the British Army. Uh, and I spent seven years uh, serving in the military. I went through Sandhurst, was commissioned as an officer, uh, and then served in places like uh, Northern Ireland, uh, the Falkland Islands, and then I finished out with uh, a couple of years back in the UK. We're really excited to have you here, Andy. So thanks so much for joining us today, halfway across the world. To start here at Highspot, we are always talking about how sales enablement is mission critical. From your perspective and being in EMEA, can you share your insights on how this is perceived in your market? Yeah, of course. I think if we look back in recent months, uh, the last six to nine months have reminded us all about the need to drive efficient growth, not just in the technology sector, but much, much more broadly. Uh, We've got to control costs. We've got to improve profitability. And for many businesses, that translates into perhaps cash flow as a more immediate measure as well. And and for companies large and small, one of the biggest levers we've got to achieve this is is around the productivity of our sales and marketing teams. For most companies, sales and marketing is one of the biggest investments we make. And the beauty about sales enablement is that it impacts both. It impacts marketing profitability and sales productivity. And we did a study here uh, uh, just at the tail end of last calendar year 
and we went out to about 700 sales and marketing professionals across Europe. And 71% of them reported that a lack of alignment between the two functions was having an impact on revenue. And so as sales uh, enablement professionals, the fact that we're right at the, at the heart of this problem and the fact that we have tools and methodologies uh, and technologies available to us to solve that problem, uh, for me, is very, very exciting. You know, we touch on marketing content. What content is working? What content is not working? Why is it not working? Is it because the sales team aren't adopting it? Or perhaps is it not resonating with our customers? We touch on sales execution. So uh, how do we empower our salespeople to understand what good looks like? How do we empower them to understand what to know, to say, to show and do in a given situation in those really, really precious moments that we get in front of uh, customers and prospective customers? And how do, we, how do we drive that customer experience? So not only uh, in the limited time that, we, that we've got available with them, uh, do we differentiate from the competition, but then how do we follow that through the full customer life cycle to keep our customers engaged, to help reinforce the value that we drive? And ultimately, you know, if we do that well in the world of sales enablement, it results in revenue and it has a really demonstrable impact to uh, to the top line. Mm, I couldn't agree more. Andy, right now, improving sales productivity is, is definitely top of mind for a lot of organizations. Can you tell us a little bit about the importance of productivity in the current economic environment? So productivity right now is a topic that is being discussed in every boardroom. Uh, you know, from every corner of Europe, back into North America, South America, APAC and beyond. Productivity is a key focus. Now, many people will argue, well, it's kind of always been there. Um, but I, I would say for much of the past 10, 15 years, investment has been relatively easy and relatively cheap. It's been relatively easy to raise money, to raise funds. And the focus has very much been for many businesses to grow at any cost. One thing we've seen over the last six months, last nine months, arguably, is that uh, that has changed. And it's almost changed on a dime. We've had to go from very rapid growth with, in some cases, fairly high cash burn to a position in a matter of months where cash burn is very tightly controlled. And growth is still there, but it's, it's, it's a more, at a more moderate level. And as I mentioned in my previous answer, for many businesses, sales and marketing spend, sales and marketing investment is one of the biggest lines on, on the P&L. And so it's naturally one of the first areas that any business leader is going to go to to look for efficiencies. It's an area that we're going to look to constrain budgets while still making sure that we don't choke off the lifeblood into those really, really important areas that drive customer, customer demand, that drive brand awareness, that drive sales productivity. But you know, uh, from top to bottom across the board, every sales leader that I spoke, speak to, every business leader that I speak to, every CEO, and certainly uh, I'm speaking to a lot more CFOs than I ever used to, common to all of them 
is the question on how do we drive greater sales productivity and how can that impact uh, my business's top and importantly, bottom line. I couldn't agree more. Andy, I, I would love to hear from your perspective. How do you see enablement helping organizations really improve their sales productivity? So there are a number of areas. And let me build on it using the framework that I, I've just been discussing. So firstly, before the marketing function, you know, you talk to most CMOs and they'll often joke with you, I know half of my marketing budget is working. I just don't know which half. Sales enablement can answer that question. We can empower CMOs, marketing directors, marketing managers with the knowledge they need, with the data and analytics they need to understand what content, and and not just what content, but what specific pieces of collateral are working in specific markets with specific personas in specific industry verticals. How is it being engaged with uh, by your customers? Uh, And which of your content is or is not being adopted by your frontline salespeople. And so we can quite quickly help marketers understand where to double down on their investment and and perhaps accelerate the rollout of a piece of collateral that's working in one market that could be working uh, across other markets. But we can also help point them to areas of opportunity, either to retire content that is just simply not working, it's not being adopted by the sales team or it's not resonating with customers it's not driving revenue. So that they can then use that time and use that budget, A, perhaps to save a little bit of cash, but B, more importantly, to reinforce the things that that are working. So from a a marketing perspective, we can really start to provide some deep, deep insight on some of the challenges that that, um, have been with us for, uh, for, for quite some time now. From a sales perspective, we can do a number of things. Firstly, we can help describe to salespeople what good looks like in a a particular situation. I mentioned before, helping them understand what to know, what to say, what to show, and what to do in a given situation. And what do I mean by that? Well, during my time at DocuSign, we moved from being a single product company that predominantly was around the electronic signature that many of us are aware of, to being a portfolio company, looking at much, much more than just the signature. What were the tools needed to prepare a contract? How did we share that contract, redline that contract and get it signed? And then after we'd got it signed, how did we implement all of the aspects of that contract? But what we found when we uh, acquired the technologies was that salespeople were really struggling to take these new capabilities to market. And when we looked at it, there are a number of factors. Firstly, these were new products and they hadn't been trained and empowered and coached on what those products really were, the impact, the, the value impact that they brought. And, and more importantly, we hadn't helped people understand the new stakeholders that they would be exposed to. Selling signature is very different from selling a large-scale digital transformation product. And what we found is we had to help people understand 
who these new personas were when they talked to a chief legal officer. What what did she or he really care about? What were the things that kept them awake at night? And how did that differ from somebody that might buy a signature? And the fact is, when we started to put these pieces together, what we found that we needed to help people understand the background of these individuals so they could engage with them competently, but also with confidence. Because a lot of what I think separates good salespeople from great salespeople is, yes, a level of humility, but confidence in their product, confidence in their value proposition. And by helping distill behaviors, activities, and, uh, and skill sets down into a framework of understanding what to know, what to say, what to show, and what to do, sales enablement can really help accelerate the learning and the execution of, of salespeople. So again, we're right at the heart of what do marketers most care about? Well, they care about driving revenue and they want to know how all of their work, their campaigns, their collateral uh, drive to that. And then what do sales care about? Sales care about having meaningful conversations that drive to value with the various personas that they need to deal with every day. And, and sales enablement is right at the heart of those two things. I love that. I love that. And I couldn't agree more. What are some of the challenges, though, that teams might face when it comes to improving sales productivity? Well, we, as I said last year, interviewed over 700 sales and marketing professionals across Europe. And what we found was that almost 50%, one in two, 46% said that they found one-off trainings to be disruptive. And they very much wanted to see from enablement a series of trainings over time that built upon each other and that were, was continuous rather than interrupting in, in its very nature. 37% of sales professionals also said that just in their day-to-day -day work, they weren't confident that they had the most up-to-date information and collateral and that they were wasting four, five hours a week finding that collateral, sending an email to somebody else in the sales team, contacting the marketing department. And I don't know about you, but when you think about that at scale, you know, let's say, let's say it's on the lower side of that and it's maybe three hours per salesperson per week. You add that up over the working year and then you times that by the number of salespeople that you have. And that's a very significant amount of hours that could be spent on other things, driving pipeline or be, being back in front of the customer, driving the, uh, the sales. So, you know, just getting the right collateral in front of the sales team in and of itself will often more than pay back the investment in sales and marketing, let alone when we go on uh, to discuss areas like improving win rates, improving that marketing investment and the likes. So I think it's about taking these small steps. One of the first places that we often see people start is just around that simple scenario that I talked about in terms of making sure that the content is available and at the fingertips of the salespeople. And to dig into that a little bit more, how would you say Highspot can help overcome some of those challenges? So when it comes to overcoming some of these challenges, I, I always think that a great place to start is with simple quick wins. 
as I said previously, one of the first areas that we can impact is by providing a single source of truth, a single place that salespeople can go to and be confident that they've got access, quick and easy access to the most recent information. And let me give you an example from uh, one of our customers, Siemens. Prior to joining Highspot, uh, Siemens had literally hundreds of thousands of pieces of product and information, uh, collateral that a given salesperson might need, different languages, different product lines. And, and that content was spread across thousands of different SharePoints. It was taking their sales teams hours and hours and hours to find the information that they wanted. And sometimes they weren't even sure that it was the most recent information. And when you're selling very complex and technical services, that's really important. Post high spot, on average, and this is something that Siemens continue to this day to measure, post the implementation of high spot, Siemens frontline people now find the content they need in their moment of need, on average, in 19 seconds. Which, if you think about where they come from, is, is a complete game changer. But of course, it's not just the salespeople for our colleagues in marketing. We want to make sure that the content that we produce is highly adopted. And also, of course, when content is re retired, we want to make sure that we've got good governance so that when we retire a piece of content, it does not continue to live out there in, in, the, in the wider world. And so for our marketing colleagues, Highspot also brings a really strong and powerful solution. Just like salespeople, marketers also have one place to publish their content, one place where they can go to to govern that content. And importantly, in their work with sales enablement, they've also got one place to go to to help salespeople understand how to position that content and to drive the adoption and the training. So we help marketing, we help sales, but we also help our enablement colleagues drive that coaching, that training and that reinforcement around uh, the products and all of our value propositions. Of course. For companies where leaders may not be as familiar with enablement and its value, how can teams start to gain buy-in from their executive leaders on the importance of enablement to drive sales productivity? The place I'd, I'd, I'd start here would be to understand where your sales teams are spending their time, to isolate the most significant problems, stroke opportunities that you might have. As I say, a good place to look quite often is around consistency of ex execution. A good place to look is how much time on average does it, uh, does it take for salespeople to find the content they need to prepare those presentations prior to going into those moments of truth for the customer. And then once you've done that, to start to build a business case around it. And that's certainly something that, that we at Highspot can help people do. We've got a lot of information there across many thousands of, of different engagements that we can bring some norms and help set expectations. And we can help turn that into actual dollar values as well and provide evidence from customers that have done that in the past. 
You landed some really fantastic key points there, Andy. Thank you. I think equipping sellers with the right tools to hit the ground running can help save time and money. What advice do you have for sales enablement practitioners who are trying to find the right tools for their teams to increase productivity? Well, the first place, which may make some people smile, is um, to say that you know technology is not always the solution. I think technology is a great enabler, um, but if all you do is to amplify bad practice, then it's it's probably not going to get you to where you want to be. So. First off, I would go back to understand what are the problems that you're trying to solve. So do you have a pipeline generation problem? Do you have a closing opportunity to maybe to drive up your win rates? And then within that, understand what separates those people that are doing it well from those people that are not doing it well. And what I mean there specifically is to identify the skills the structure and the behaviors that your top performers are exhibiting versus those people that perhaps, you know, they've got good intent, they're trying their best, but they haven't quite figured out what that recipe is. And then once you've understood from your top performers, what are their behaviors, what are their skills, what are their structures, you can then start to break that down into something that I call sales plays. And really sales plays are just a very simple framework um, that allow you to help those people in sort of the mid performers start to adopt the behaviors, start to learn the skills, start to bring in some of the structures that those top performers have. And the fact is, if you can start to bring that in, particularly with your mid performers, what we see is a very significant lift in revenue performance uh, performance across the business. In fact, it makes much more sense as a, as a commercial leader to focus on something that, that I call the frozen middle than it does to focus more heavily on your top performers or your bottom performers. The secret here is to focus on those mid-performers and help them make movements towards the structures and the skills and the behaviors of your top performers. And if you do that well, you can then amplify that through sales enablement platforms. And that's where the magic really starts to happen. I love that advice. What are some of your best practices maybe for understanding and measuring the productivity of your own sales teams? So one immediate best practice, Shauna, that people can bring in here that I am a big fan of is sales plays. And I've discussed at several points earlier um, the anatomy of a sales play, and that is basically understanding what to know, what to say, what to show, what to do. Now, why would somebody want to do sales plays? Well, let me give you some numbers. Uh, a Tech Validate study found that by introducing sales plays, companies could reduce onboarding time by 24%, and they could increase the number of salespeople hitting uh, hitting their quotas by 19%. Now, I don't know about you, but there are many sales leaders that I speak to these days that would give their eye teeth to have a reduction in ramp time of almost a quarter and an increase in productivity of 20%. And where do we go to to get the information to build that sales play? Well, as I said just now, the answer lies in our best performers. When they're going into a given situation, what is the knowledge they've got about that industry, about that persona? 
when they're in those magic moments with the customer, how are they positioning our value proposition? And and what are the what are the things that are particularly resonating with our customer? And there are many technologies that out there that that allow us to look at that, whether it's something like a Gong or a Zoom or any of the other technologies that are available. And then we can also build on that by understanding what are the activities, what do people do around these magic moments with the customer? How do they follow up? Could we build that into a template and provide that out to our salespeople? How do they particularly prepare for those conversations? So sales plays are an immediate tool. And what I would say is that companies that aren't yet doing those, you don't have to start big. You can start small. You can start with one area of your business, with one product. And part of this is going to be about learning what works for you and what works for your your organization. What I would say is don't wait until you've got technology. If you haven't got technology, this is something you could start today. And the place to go is to look at your top performers. Fantastic, Andy. And and from your perspective in EMEA, how does sales and marketing alignment really drive productivity? So I don't think there's anything particularly unique about the EMEA market and, and how sales and marketing need to drive alignment here. Of course, there are nuances uh, in EMEA. We have to deal with many, many more languages than perhaps our colleagues in North America, but the fundamentals are the same. For us to be effective across sales and marketing, we need to align on common goals. We need to agree what our measures will be. We need to discuss and agree what our strategy is. And then we need to turn that strategy into initiatives and calls to action for our sales and marketing teams. And so at its heart, whether you're in North America or whether you're in EMEA, it remains the same. It's all around alignment. It's all around healthy, honest, and open conversations. And it's around aligning on the things that you are going to do to turn your business strategy into calls to action, into coaching, and into enablement plans for your sales and marketing teams. Andy, thank you so much for joining us today. To close out, one last question for you. I'd love to hear how you personally use Highspot to increase the productivity of your teams. So it won't surprise you to hear that I'm in Highspot every single day. There are a number of areas that that I particularly like. I like our rep scorecards, but I also am a huge advocate of learning. uh, And I spend time every week in our platform uh, going back over training that I've done in the past, perhaps taking enablement that, that is newly launched out to us. Uh, and so I try to try to both develop my own skills and refresh my own skills. But I also very much use things like the rep scorecards and the like to understand how are my teams consuming the, the information that we make available to them. I'm also very interested in looking beyond that to understand particularly when I work with my marketing colleagues, what are the campaigns that we're doing that are really influencing revenue? What are the campaigns that are uh, collateral that are being consumed by our customers and prospective customers? Because the beautiful thing about that, unlike win rates and other lagging indicators, is that 
consumption by our prospects, by our, by our customers, provides me with a leading indicator of where opportunities might be. So I'm in there every day as a learner, but also in a, as an executive getting data to help me make smarter decisions. Thank you, Andy. This has been fantastic. I always love your insights. Thank you. To our audience, thanks for listening to this episode of the Win Win Podcast. Be sure to tune in next time for more insights on how you can maximize enablement success with Highspot.